Hey now, I'm Maui Big Wave Billy, and I'm here in Lahaina, and you're listening to the Titus and Tate Podcast, where all the information you'll ever need is at your earbuds. Here we go. Shine on, heal on, hear on, learn on, play on, carry on, Maui on, Titus and Tate on. Let's go. Today's episode of Titus and Tate is brought to you by Kyle Crichton's new GT Mustang convertible. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? Yes, wait, what? Uh, that is right, folks. The man is not on the bus anymore. If you're new to the party, you might not realize that we had a podcast once upon a time where a man named Kyle Crichton, a certain nephew of a certain guy, uh, was our producer, was our third co-host. He is no longer our co-host. Our fourth co-host yeah, behind yeah, Greg behind Oden. Greg. Yes. Uh, Greg will get offended if he heard this. If you... He, he doesn't listen. If you, <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, if you followed the program, the old iteration of Diebler, our fifth co-host. <laughs> Keep going, Graham Couch. <laughs> if you followed the uh, the previous iteration of Titus Tate, you might know that Kyle did not have a car. He has not had a car for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, this has been a, a problem in our friendship because the man will only go to one bar. It is the dark room. It is right oh, next yes. to him. If you ever a want to brisk see, walk away, yeah, he he only wants to go places where he can walk, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't blame him because he doesn't own a car and he doesn't want to pay for Ubers and all that. Um, he now owns a car, Tate. He he owns a, a Mustang convertible. He bought pre-roll space on our podcast. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, what it. an idiot! Uh, he already spent his money that he had saved up for a car that he now got for free. So now he's using that money to buy pre-roll space. He's sitting but, over, but, he's, but I like it. I he's like sitting over on the couch right now, watching us record this. Kyle, do you have anything you want to say to the people? Is your your mic's not on? Redacted. His, his mic's not on. All right. <laughs> um. There. No. Okay. All right. Dude, I don't know. I thought maybe one of... Sorry. I, you're not supposed to... Okay. Fine. Now he's driving Jeez. away. Jeez. Now, right. now he's running to his car. All right. Well, shout out to Kyle. Uh, congrats on having the car, buddy. We're all we're all really pulling for you. Um, we're also pulling for the North Carolina Tar Heels, Tate, because your team sucks <laughs> absolute ass, and mm. I cannot wait to talk to you about this. Uh, I got a lot of comments. People said I took it very easy on you. Um, and, and then after... After my team picture, just ass. think about who you're getting these comments from, and then think about if they will ever. It was be your pleased. mom and dad, actually. No, <laughs> no, no, no. They were like, "My goodness, please stop talking about um, this team." And then Carolina just lost to Virginia, once again, did not score 50 points. One of uh, the ugliest ACC basketball games we've seen in quite some time, probably dating back to the pre-shot clock era. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've never yeah. seen people just brick and airball, but they're still two top ten teams. Somehow, I don't are think we so. Sure? No, uh, we are definitely sure. We have to not. get we, we have to get an update on your panic button status with North mm. Carolina. Uh, I want to talk to you. I went to Hinkle Fieldhouse. Yes, I was in India Saturday. The first sellout in Hinkle yeah. Fieldhouse in quite some time. Um, 2014. I was a guest of a certain someone who has a little cachet at Hinkle Fieldhouse. Mm. Um, and Gordon Hayward. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Ryland Hangey is the guy. Shout out to anybody who oh. understands that reference. Um. Yeah, so uh, I went to Butler. I thought I went it was to, Ronald I, I went to Hinkle Fieldhouse. I want to talk about that a little bit. There's there's actually a shit ton of stuff. I'm looking at my notes right here. We have we have a, we have a lot to get to because um, there's a lot of stuff going on in college basketball. We are officially in the thick of the season. Um, we are going to talk about as much as we can. But first, Rick Pitino. All right, it is Tuesday afternoon here in Los Angeles. This is the first time we've done a, a, a podcast in LA since right? we've started. Since, yeah. we, since we restarted, yeah, we're, we're here. We're back. A lot of traveling to, to start the new show, but uh, we're back. We're we're at home base right now. Um, before we get going, though, I have to. I do have to to do some housekeeping, uh, and and I promised her I would do this. I, it, it really pains me to do this. It hurts me more than it hurts her. Um, but I have to officially cancel my niece, Tate. I told her I was going to. I threatened it. She didn't believe me, and uh, I would be a coward if I didn't. Um, my niece, I love her to death. She was the firstborn uh, uh, of of my siblings. You know, like she was the first niece or nephew I yes, had. Yes. My sister had a, a little baby. You were girl. the youngest, like I am the youngest. Yeah, yeah. Yes. My sister had a little baby girl. Um, she, uh, uh, I, I loved her to death. I was there when she was born. Doesn't sound like it. Sounds yeah. like she's well, this, this, is, this is why it hurts. Uh, I, I need some I was sound there, effects. I was there when she was born. Uh, since then, my brother has a nephew. He had a, he had a, or my brother has a child. So I have a nephew now. The nephew, I've always said to hell with you. 
I, I'm one of those guys that's like, I'm on board with the firstborn. I'm going to spoil her. Okay. Uh, I was there when she was born. I changed my the background of my phone is me holding her on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, it lets the ladies know that, like, you know, I'm good, good with kids. I'm yeah. good with kids. Yeah, it's a good guy. Uh, it's a Rosillo move. Mm-hmm. It's just take pictures of you with kids. Mm-hmm. And be like, they're not my kids, but this gives you an Ever idea. Ever thought about I... having kids? Uh, Comment yeah. below. <laughs> this is a... You know, she she was she was the apple of my eye. I loved her to death, and and I saw her in Indianapolis. I purposely scheduled my flight later in the day so my my sister would have time to bring her daughter over to see me before I flew out to L.A. Mm. She shows up with the daughter. She's crying the entire time I'm there. She calms down when she's when she's around other when like my dad wants to play with her. She'll calm down when my sister wants to play with her. She'll calm down. My mom she calms down. I'm like, hey, come here. Let's let's play. Give me a hug. Give Uncle Mark a hug. Balls her eyes out. Um, so I threatened her. I was like, listen, if you keep this up, I'm canceling you and I'm, I'm naming my nephew, the new favorite. Wow. And she kept crying. So is this official? Huge... You're going to actually, yeah. you're going to, you're going to yeah. change. I told her, I was oh, like, wow. I will talk shit about you on the podcast. Wow. On and, the air. Uh, so she's, she's officially canceled. And, uh, yeah, you, you only, you're an uncle one time over, right? Yes. I have she, a niece. I have one niece. She cannot be canceled because so don't she have, is one of one. Yeah. Yes. You don't have the, you she's don't have the, the threat of other, yeah. Other kids to yes. pick from. I do now. So, um, I don't know. Just wanted to get that off my chest that, uh, well, congratulations happened, so. to your nephew. It's gotta be great to be the favorite. Yeah, been- your niece, <laughs> take that. Take that. That's a, it's a big deal. So that was anyway, great housekeeping. It's it great housekeeping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you've officially yeah. sold out since you've come to LA. You're like, I've turned on my niece. I'm a, turned, I'm a man for my nephew. It was bullshit. I was really upset. I was, I mean, for God's sake. This serious. is when your parents like, say you've gone Hollywood. They're yeah, like, yeah. Mark started praising his nephew uh, who he once hated when he lived here. Speaking of things we've given up on the North Carolina Tar Heels. Um, <laughs> You scored 47 points against the What do you mean I scored 47? Did. I did not score 47 it, points. Well, I thought you were playing, honestly. Like, Roy got so deep into his bench, I thought I saw you out there for a Yeah, I wish. I wish I was Caleb Ellis. Because if is, I was Caleb Ellis, I'm coming out there old school dude. We're this, tripping. <laughs> we're pushing. The best part about it was they only lost by single digits. I was like, please, God, make it single digits. But losing to Virginia by nine, as you know, is like losing to Ohio yeah. State by 25. Yeah, it's the same thing. Um, <laughs> it's one-to-one. So where do you stand? Just real quick, because uh, people uh, uh, are going to get sick of us talking about North Carolina mm-hmm. on the show, because North Carolina is horrible. This might be the last time we talk about them all year, to be honest. <laughs> but we have to we have to shovel one more mm-hmm. pile of dirt onto their grave here. Um, where, where do you stand on the uh, panic button? I basically stood where Cole Anthony has always stood, which is at the start of the season, the the narrative was great. Cole Anthony has 34 points in this game. Everyone is like Cole Anthony, six for 11 from three. Even though North Carolina has lost Cameron Johnson, mm-hmm. Kobe White, Nazir Little, Luke May, Kenny Williams, everyone of consequence from last season, basically. They thought Cole Anthony would write the ship. He would make this happen because he's Cole Anthony. He's great. Turns out Cole Anthony has 26 assists and 30 turnovers. Wait, what? Yes. 26 assists, 30 turnovers. And in the game against Virginia, it seemed as if Cole Anthony, when he had the moment to take a layup, he decided he wanted to pass it. And when he had Mm. a a moment to make an easy pass, he wanted that layup. Mm. And I don't know what is going on in his head, but he said after the game in his own words, it's tough when you've got five dudes trying to guard you. That's always hard. (laughs) And so, in that sense, we can't blame Cole Anthony. Roy said, "Dadgummit, I don't know what the problem is." I think the panic bucket button is on. I can't is, even say button because it, people don't even want to talk about it. Yeah. You know, we're going radio silent. That's the, where we're at. You're at the point where you have to hit the unpanic button now. Like, the no, panic, we're at the, the point where this season default. doesn't matter. Yeah. This, this yeah, is this is we won the year. We won the recruiting battle in the summer. We got Cole Anthony. <laughs> got Cole Anthony. <laughs> that, that is. This is the Vanderbilt uh, Darius Garland approach. You yeah. know what I mean? We got Simi Shitu and Darius Garland. They're not going to really play that much for us, but we got them. And guess what? Their names are Armando Baycott and Cole Anthony. I'm glad Baycott came back healthy. He is by far the best player on the North Carolina team. But he's still not that great compared to what we've seen over the past few years. It's not As about, Greg Barnes said, the great Greg Barnes, the, the least talent Roy Williams has ever had. It's not, a, it's not about this year. It's about five years from now when Cole Anthony is doing things in the league. that you The, the North Carolina basketball Instagram account can do the heels in the NBA. The Marvin Williams, the 22 NBA. points yeah. the other <laughs> night. Cole Anthony, you see 36. That? Yeah. How about this? Vince Carter, 21 <laughs> points against the Hornets. That's what this is about. That, yes. just, just claiming Cole Anthony so when that happens. If you're you an 8 like, to 12 year veteran in the NBA and you went to North Carolina, you're getting some publicity right now. Like This is the time. <laughs> yeah, like Wayne right. Ellington just refollowed the Carolina basketball account. He's um, like, I need some shine. Uh, speaking of Baycott, 
you, you famously said last Indefinitely. episode, you said, you, you said, and I think I quote directly, this, this, is, not a, a this is not a Duke situation where indefinitely means one game. Yeah. And a lot of people are ripping you. They're saying, mm. please drag Tate for making fun Dragon. of Duke for, yeah. for saying this is not a, but I actually defend you. You said, you said in coach K's words, indefinitely means one game. This is not that. And you're correct. It was not one game. It was zero games. He, he didn't, didn't miss really any games. <laughs> and uh, so indefinitely has actually... It, I think, the look, best thing about indefinitely is that now we know that it can be as finite as a day. <laughs> Before we thought it was it, at least a game. Looking back on it, uh, I think you you say that Baycott might be out for the year. No, looking was, back on it, I was very indefinite in what I was saying. <laughs> That's what I, I think I it was say. wishful thinking. I think you wanted Baycott out for the year so you could say like... Mm. You just blame it on that. When North Carolina tanks this year, and absolutely, like, yeah, we yeah. can have Big Cat. Um, I want to play a new game. I'm going to start this <laughs> moving forward, uh, where I take quotes from Cole Anthony and I take quotes from Austin Rivers' freshman season at Duke. I actually have to googled. I what. googled what Cole Anthony said to see if Austin Rivers ever said that because it felt very familiar to me. It was either Dexter Strickland, JP Tokato, or Austin Rivers, and we're not quite sure who. Um, but that's the, the encouraging part for North Carolina is Anthony Harris. And I know people may not know this name, but he's by and large the best shooter on North Carolina right now. And he's played eight minutes and he's made two shots, but he's the best player, but he's best good. shooter on the team. You should see him in practice. Should, he doesn't miss. He lights up. True freshman, four-star kid. Coach said he dropped 35 there during practice. It was unbelievable. <laughs> it was quad A green light gotta, is what they're saying. Just got to get him going. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, speaking of Roy going deep into his bench, this is an, another fun game I'm excited to play the rest of the year with Carolina is uh, – Setting the over-under at 12.5 of number of players that see the floor for Carolina. Um, you get 13 scholarships Everybody. players. Everybody. They played 15 guys against Virginia. I believe they played 15 against Ohio State. Um, this is this is the new thing. Roy is just uh, he's, he's going to throw everybody out there. And um, that's going to be fun to watch as, as the season progresses. I'm not, and by fun to watch, I don't mean actually watch the games. I mean fun to look at the box scores after because I am not watching North Carolina. There will be trillions. Probably the rest of the season. There will be a trillion um, trillions. But it's great to watch to Carolina lose and and a not in this game, but let's let's say there will there will be a game this year where Carolina loses by like three and fifteen guys play and um I'm excited KJ Smith right moment. now was supposed to be like you know an Instagram character for the team right he was supposed to just show these guys what Calabasas could be like you know yeah. it's like if you keep your head down and work hard Baycott you could be in Calabasas like me and my successful father Kenny Smith mm-hmm. AKA you know him as the Jet. That's what he's trying to sell this program. But now he's the second best and point guard like, on the yeah. team. And I was like, KJ, you want to play? KJ, you want to be our best point guard and have the best assistant turnover, turnover ratio on the team? Yeah, perfect. So that's where North Carolina is. The panic button is on. Uh, it was very easy to hit. I hit it when you said Ohio State was going to win that game with so much confidence. And I knew that they weren't good. You hit but it the I, first I saw half. Greg Oden. He was so sure. You hit it the first half against Notre Dame to start the season. And you're like, Cole Anthony's good. But my God, the rest of these guys. Like, But... uh. Back to Cole Anthony. His assist to turnover ratio is horrible. 26 to 30. He's shooting 36% from the field. Yes. He's shooting about 66 the same. 66 from the free throw line. About the same from the three-point line. Um, what 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 are your thoughts on him? Uh, other than, I mean, like, yeah, it's easy to say that that he's the only offense, so it's easy to to, to just shut him down if, if he's the only guy who can do anything. Defenses can just key on him. Um, but at the same time, I was promised more, Tate. He's not, he's not, he's not, he's not doing enough. What is it that he can really do though? Or what is his, what is his game to kind of take the next step? That's what I'm wondering because right. I mean, Kobe white, we both enjoy Kobe white. Kobe white is a sharpshooter. Kobe white is six foot five. Mm -hmm. Kobe white is a blur. Cole Anthony is a blur. He has a quick first step, but I don't know if it's as impactful as say Kobe white. Yes. I don't think. He's shown some of the natural just ability to just score the basketball in the way Kobe White did, the way that Kobe White was able to finish around the basket. Mm-hmm. He seems to want contact and expects the calls, and these ACC officials do not like him. Yeah, he's he. he it's in like, fact, all the officials I've seen do not like him because he says something after every single play. Yeah, and it has not stopped. Yeah, I thought says, it may stop. It will not stop. I, I think what he's he says, like Coach K more than he's yeah. like Austin Rivers at the first at the first instance of him driving to the basket and trying to force it in, and then the defender walls up, and he doesn't get the call. He goes to the ref, and he's like, you can't you, you can't swallow your whistle all day. And the ref says, yes, I can. Watch, yes, I can. Who are you? Next. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And TV Teddy lives and, for that. And then he keeps doing it over and over, and he's like, at some point, they're going to call the foul. And the refs are like, we are not calling the foul. We are, we are not calling that. Not so only please. that, they were getting him back when Kihei Clark would shoot a three and then trip over his own foot, and Cole Anthony would land on the ground, and they were just like three shots for Kihei Clark. 
because Cole was basically complaining yeah. about every single call, and Kia Clark's in there silently just yeah. playing basketball. Yeah. And you know what it is. It's college basketball. They take it out on the kids. And Roy's yeah. sitting over there, Absolutely. arms folded, taking a seat. That'll work in the NBA, though. Thinking, That's I guess I got to put in play tech again. Yeah. That's the problem with this North Carolina. This is Cole's team. problem is that he's he's grown up around the NBA too much. And in the NBA it does work when the when the best players talk yes. to the refs. Or Le- LeBron throws his arm around the ref and he's like, Hey, listen, here's how this is gonna go. And the ref's like, Yes, sir. And yes, sir, Mr. James. In college, it's the exact opposite. Yes. It's you talk to Teddy V and say, Please give me a call. And he's like, I will turn my back to you if that's what it takes. Yeah. Yes. And he did that to a senior. Yeah. <laughs> this is a freshman. You know what I mean? He did that to Joel Barry, a national champion. Oh, so man. it's going to happen to Cole Anthony. So well, that's where North Carolina is. Thoughts and prayers in North Carolina. Thoughts and prayers. They're still number 17 in the AP poll. The how? Next, how? How, how are they still ranked? I don't understand that. Blue Bloods, baby. <laughs> Do, should hard, they be ranked? Hard, in, in your, no. In absolutely your not. estimation, should they be ranked? I think NC State is a better team than North Carolina at the present moment. Whoa. And that's saying something. Shout out to Peck yeah. Pride. Yeah. I got you guys. <laughs> Kevin Keats is a winner. Roy Williams is trying to figure it out. Uh but yes, let's talk about the AP poll at large because I have a pitch to you. Okay. And this is a, so the AP poll is a lot of lot of talk. A lot of people are upset. So in 1949, January 20th, 1949, that's when the AP forget. poll started. Yeah, of course, everyone remembers this. <laughs> AP poll started. We got 20 teams. The first team, St. Louis. St. Louis was number one. Yes, that was that was the first the school Billikens? we ranked number one. Yes. So shout out to St. Louis. Yes, exactly. Hang the banner. Yeah, hang the banner. And then we had 10 teams from 1961 to 1968. That was all that they cut it down from 20 to 10. And it was just too much oh, chaos. Was, oh, yeah, the first the AP, poll was t- twenty. It's then, twenty. Then they cut it to ten for because, about ten years. Because because uh, media people couldn't watch enough games. They couldn't it, keep tabs. No, on No, no one could. Yeah. They were just like, who, who are all these AP voters? And then in 1969, the year the race is 69, they decided let's go to back to 20 teams. So mm-hmm. they go back to 20 teams for 20 years to 1989. Then Larry Brown had cheated so much at Kansas that they said we need to add five more teams to this AP poll to make sure that people aren't going to get really upset with Danny Manning and the yeah. Miracles when we let them waltz out here with the championship so now we got 25 teams since 1989 it's been 30 years sounds about time for a change oh so 30 years since what since what since, since 25 teams were added oh, now since we have an ap top oh, yeah, 25 in 1989 right, 30 years track. ago yeah, here yeah, we are we have 25 teams since 1989 since danny manning and the miracles that's the ap yeah. top 25 30 years later here's my pitch to you okay it's the ap top 40 Ooh, because hosted by <laughs> yeah, Casey yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Ryan Seacrest. We love top forties. You love Ryan Seacrest. You love Casey Kasem. You love Shaggy from Scooby Doo, the new iteration with Casey. You love it. And what do we need in the top twenty-five, aka the new top forty? We need DePaul. And if you okay. and if you do the votes, if you count the votes right now, if you do all the teams that got the votes, there are three yeah. teams that would be tied for fortieth. The last three teams: Duquesne, mm. DePaul. Virginia Commonwealth, VCU. These are the three teams that would be vying to be in the top 40, and we would give it to DePaul because the, we would let the people decide. And some so you're sort trying of media to give out more participation ribbons. Yes, of like. course. You I want, want a top, top 40. 40. I want a top 40. Uh, NC State's in the top 40. DePaul, of course, like I said, in top, Purdue's in the top 40. <laughs> Washington's in the top 40. Texas is in the top 40. St. Mary's is in the top 40. Put them all it's in the strong. Top Put them yeah. in the top forty because yeah. okay. then it doesn't matter. Because everyone's like, "What? Do you, who cares if you're ranked number thirty eighth? You're like, it's better than not being ranked." There's more argument. I, I think the AP poll should be all. I think we should just blow it out and do three hundred fifty teams. <laughs> Fifteen to forty five. They're all there, the same team. How many are there in Division One? Three fifty three. I think something like that. Do three fifty. Do the top three fifty. Yeah, three and then we'll teams. rank everybody. <laughs> the three teams left. We'll put out. Chicago State last every single year. <laughs> yeah, they're they're unranked. They're the only unranked team. It's <laughs> Chicago State. <laughs> every poll. Um, the AP top forty. Uh, well, to to be honest, I'm guessing in 1989 there were not 353 teams. No. So like, if you're doing the ratio thing, maybe that makes sense to have. It's top been 40. 30 years since they changed yeah. it. It's time to or, or but, we go I mean, or we go rebuttal, lower or we just go top ten. The rebuttal is it's already hard enough for these people that vote on that to keep tabs on everybody. So they just you know, there's no way like there's no way these guys that are voting on these teams are already watching the 25 that are in the top 25. They're just kind of looking which. Makes me think about that's this. That's what I'm saying. If it's already blind, let's make it blinder. Most of the most of the polls, I, I had this thought the other day when I was uh, maybe under the influence of something. Most of these polls, the people when they vote on the polls, they're basically looking at someone else's poll. You know what I mean? Like yes. if, if if I tasked you with ranking the top 25, the very first thing you're going to do is Just you're going to put DePaul in it. <laughs> you're going to Google the top 25. You're going to pull mm-hmm. up the AP top 25. You're going to look at it, and then you're going to use that as a starting point. 
And then I'm gonna go Baylor's number one, and then I'm like, oh, this is women's. Yeah. Oh, I'm confused. And you'll you'll make your adjustments based on what the the poll already is. Mm-hmm. That I feel like that's how everybody does it. Even in the preseason, when the preseason vote come out, I guarantee people are searching like someone else's some someone else posted something. I'm gonna mm-hmm. take their thing and kind of move stuff around. Who was the first guy? Who's who's the hero that steps out in like June and says, "Here is my top 25." Al Pacino, AP. Yeah. It's it's the top 25. It's the AP top 25, right? No, I'm saying before the preseason even comes around. I'm saying you, you, nobody, you're not nobody, saying. nobody no, is no. doing this. This How is do... all made up. This is, <laughs> this is this is why Cincinnati and Xavier are 18 and 19 every single year. This, it's an algorithm. There is yeah. a man who created the algorithm, and that man is someone what with I'm the saying, initials Tate, AP. Stick with me here. Focus. Nobody has an opinion. They're all just regurgitating someone else's opinion that they've read. Yes. But wh- where Welcome the, to sports media. Where does the human centipede start? Who is the guy that is shitting into the first guy's mouth? That's what I want to know. Jerry Colangelo. Yeah, I, that's what I'm trying to find out. Who is the first? Who is the guy at the head of the human centipede of the AP poll? We don't know. It's either Condoleezza Rice or Jerry <laughs> Colangelo. Talking. You tell me. I don't know. One of the two. And I think it's Jerry Colangelo. It's Phil, it's Phil Steele, right? Isn't he the guy that puts out the, the preseason book? Uh yeah, or it's it's Gary it's Parrish. Steel. It's yeah. Gary Parrish with his way too early top twenty five and one and and three more. That AK he, that and AP top forty. Yeah. Yes, that's what it is. That he publishes in in February. He, in this February, he will publish next season's way too early. Top it's like Mel Kiper doing the mock draft right now. Yeah, it's basically like who is what agent has paid Mel Kiper to go rank their guy top five at yeah. the position. It's like. So and so from Alabama. He's a top five guy. He's only played twelve games. He's got eight catches. But he runs a four three. <laughs> Can we talk about a team that is uh that that's shooting up the AP pool? And another team that's let's talk about them. Colorado, your Colorado <laughs> Buffaloes shooting up the charts. No, I'm kidding. Let's talk uh, about that team, our favorite team. Uh the Butler Bulldogs. Yes. I went to Hinkle Fieldhouse for this game. Uh, I was in town for the uh, the Ohio State uh, uh Big Ten championship over Wisconsin where Ohio State steamrolled Wisconsin. A lot of a lot of haters chirping at me. Uh uh what about the, of the first, first half? half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's wild, by the way. We, did you see that? Uh, did you see the the college football explanation? Heather Dinich goes on ESPN, and, and they're like, "Why is LSU number one?" And she said that the committee all watches the championship games together. We both know that, right. obviously, and that them watching your team struggle in the first half against Wisconsin made them rank them number two. And may I also point out that Clemson started the season number one, won every the single game, game. Yeah. and is now number three. Won and like I, thirty games in a row. And I'm not really sure how that works, but I do well, know this: that Mac Brown almost beat them. So I think that's what held them back. Here's my question. Grant about the, the the college football thing, and obviously I'm very biased, but um, uh, LSU has two things going for them. Number one, it's a good time when you go to bed. Go Tigers. Number two is Coach O. Of course, those are the two. America's things. sweetheart. If, if Meg Ryan has finally been is. removed for Coach it's, Orderon, it's, it's Coach O. He's got a fun. He's got a fun <laughs> accent. He's a fun personality, and then all these media people go to Baton Rouge. They have a great time, and then they're like, "We love LSU because of that." Um, but no, in, in all seriousness, I don't give a shit. I like that Ohio State <laughs> second because no, the, this is this is the new God's plan. We have to. We never beat Clemson mm-hmm. ever. We've never beaten Clemson ever. So now we have to beat Clemson. But and don't you think you're playing the, the number one team in the country just maybe. based on the fact that they've won every sure. single game? Okay. Yeah. So we have to. That's do what that. I, th- I think. It's a to, bad draw for you guys. We have to beat a team that we've never beaten in the history of the program. Yes. Uh, and who is the defending national champion and undefeated? Yes. And then after that, we have to beat LSU as the number one team in the country. Uh, 20 minutes away from their campus and mm-hmm. the Superdome. That's that's uh, and if we if, if Ohio State pulls it off, nobody can tell Ohio State shit. We can say sucker balls for the rest of time. We like, you know, we will, we will own everybody. But um if Ohio State loses by more than 1 point to Clemson, then North Carolina by proxy is better than Ohio State of football. Right, you know you that, right? All right you know that they you know that's on the I line. Do the Pac-12 update. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll do the Pac-12 <laughs> football update if that happens. Um but no, Utah it, lost. That's it the is hilarious, though. The uh, the whole first half thing, because like, <laughs> like think about that in basketball. Like if you if you pulled something, like if you if we're going over resumes mm-hmm. and, and come in April and you look back and you're like, Duke was losing to Virginia Tech at halftime, so therefore we should knock Duke. That like, is 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 the game not the game? Like, the game is, not, is the game. Is the game not the game? I don't understand. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's like like w- w- when is the cutoff? So if you look like shit, the first three drives. Is that enough to like sway the opinion? Because obviously the first yes. half is enough. Yeah. Like, In a room with Condoleezza Rice, <laughs> I think yes. I don't understand it. I don't. I, re- I really don't understand it because Ohio State kicked Wisconsin's ass. They won by a lot, but because it was like they were down at halftime, it's like, 
Well, okay, so if if halftime was the game, then I would understand that. But that was not the game. Let's be honest. The that, whole game was the game. The and they committee, kicked their ass. Like, what are you talking about? The committee is watching the highlights. And <laughs> they're giving their opinions on the highlights. Yeah. And it, the funniest part was, like, Heather Dinich was on, uh, like, giving the explanation for it. And she said that was the explanation. And whoever was doing the interview was like, are you for real? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I absolutely love, I love college football because... Is like what? There's you can argue anything. That's what I've learned. Is like yeah. I, I kept trying to like the last few years when they started the playoff thing. I kept trying to like have not necessarily people on Twitter, but just like my friends and family. I kept trying to have like honest debates and, and discussions <laughs> about it all. And then I realized that's not how college football works. You no. just yell they haven't played anybody. That's all you yell. You're just like Ohio State should be above LSU. Why do you see it that way? Because they haven't played anybody. Yeah. And they're like, well, what do you mean? Ohio, but look at the schedule. It's like, I don't care. They haven't played anybody. That's all you have to say. You then, wish you had a bear bride to be proud of. Clemson, yeah, sure. Clemson's That's won a lot. college football. Clemson's won a lot, but they haven't played anybody. You could play literally. Mm. You could play Mac Brown. Unless you, you could have played Alabama every single game this year. And I would still just say they haven't played anybody because that works. That that really works. You could you could show facts to everybody and they don't care. It's great. College football is the best. I love it so much. Um, I'm waiting for Nick Saban to hold out of the bowl game and say we only play in the yeah. playoff. That's that's the next step where the coaches are like, we're not even taking coaches our team. Coaches yeah. sit out? He's like, we're not going to the Chick-fil-A bowl. We're sitting this one out. And Chick-fil-A is like, are you guys kidding me? Please, um, Nick. But before before I watched Ohio State get absolutely embarrassed for half the game, mm. and, uh, uh, I was at Hinkle Fieldhouse, Tate. Yes. Watching Butler in Florida. I forgot that's um, how we got into that's that. How we got, okay, yeah, that's how we got it. Yeah, that's what started it all. Uh First of all, ninety three thousand and three fans were there. Mm. Is the first uh, you, you said it was the first sellout? There's no way that's true. No, it was the first sellout crowd since the latest renovation in twenty fourteen. Okay, all right. So all this right. is the first sellout post Brad Stevens this. fallout. Hinkle is amazing. Hinkle is is one of the great venues in college basketball. I'm not the first one to bring this up, but um, it is it is unbelievable. You're mm-hmm. driving into Hinkle. It feels like you're watching Hoosiers. They have like the same. You you come in from the the uh, east side. They have the same like view. It, it really does. Like the, the outside of Hinkle looks the exact same. It looks like absolutely iconic. Uh, you go inside. There's not a bad seat in the house. It's amazing. The bathrooms aren't as good as Mackey Arena. I know that's what you're looking at me wondering. <laughs> um, but it it is it is a great arena. It gets loud as hell. I really really like Butler too. Butler plays Indiana basketball. Mm. They they. Shared, they had 19 assists on 25 made shots. Tate shot 52 percent yeah, from the field. They were really, really good. I really, really like this Butler team. Um, and Florida, meanwhile, I cannot believe the Florida Gators were ever ranked sixth because that team sucks. And I think Mike White, who I thought, who you and I both thought for a half second, I don't know how you still feel, had a chance to be the next Duke guy. No a chance. Um, no, he's going to be the next Duke basketball guy. He's going to get fired from Florida, dude. To, and then be an assistant at Duke, <laughs> Duke and then be the head coach when Coach K retires because Kevin White is the athletic director at You think Duke. that's the, the... No, nepotism will win. Nepotism will rule the day. You think Duke. that's his path then? That is the path. Okay. Or the path is Florida gets it together. They make a run to the Final Four this year. Coach K Florida <laughs> cowers over and Mike White comes in. What an amazing jump between being fired and Florida getting it together and making a run to the Final Four. I still Four. believe in Florida. Well, they're 6-3 and three right now. I think they have a lot of talent. And last year, as I mentioned to you, they beat Butler by 34 points. That was last year. And that was last year. And now they have Kerry Blackshear, who I think actually is making their offense more stagnant and less athletic. Dude, Kerry Blackshear... He was, I forget how many threes he shot in this game, but it was far too many. Kerry Blackshear He's has become like a small forward. Kerry Blackshear is Jack White. This dude yes. is, it somehow has gotten the green light to shoot threes. So I, I looked it up. He, sh- he shot 31% from the three-point line on his career at Virginia Tech mm-hmm. coming into Florida. But somehow coming into this season, he's now been given the green light to Jack threes. Uh, he is 6 for 21 on the season uh, from the three-point line. <laughs> that is 21%, 26%, I'm sorry. Um from the three-point line, he still is shooting. I, I, he shot like six or seven threes against Butler. I think he was like one for six or one for seven from the three-point line. He's too skinny. His jumper's absolutely busted, and I don't understand why Mike White doesn't say, Kerry, don't do that anymore. He went Please from like an Al that. Horford type, like roll, pick and roll type guy that could pop at the elbow, to now he's just like lost a bunch of weight. Yeah. He's shooting threes, and he looks like Devin Robinson or something out there. You're like, yeah. what the hell is going on, Kerry? He still had 17 points in this game, so I'm not going to act like he's not doing anything for Florida, but it seems... No, he's doing. He's the only one doing anything. Yes. But it, I, but I don't I think understand it's because, why he's shooting threes. Cause it's because the freshman, uh, 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 Lewis, right? Yeah, Scotty yeah, Lewis yeah, yeah, and yeah, Trey yeah, Mann. Yeah. Um, they're MIA. I had to, I had to like grab a program to figure because I coming into the game, I I'd watched Florida against Florida State, but you know we watch a lot of basketball. You forget guys' names. Like I didn't I didn't remember who the freshmen were that were supposed to be great. Um, 
so throughout the game, I was like, who who are the two guys that were the the, the freshman recruits that, that everyone was excited about Florida? Because you're watching them play Butler, they're you would have no idea based on how bad they are. Basically, <laughs> they just look like a very very young team. They're not. They're not fun. Butler I will, was fun. Butler I will point fun. out That's that I, I got a, talking about the way too early rankings, I got a text this summer from a friend of the program, a guy who's a scout that works in the front office that we both adore and love. And he said, Florida to the final four, book it. And boy, did I, <laughs> did I tell a lot of people that. And uh, hence why I'm White? so, no, I wish it was Mike White, but it was someone who had no affiliation with the Florida program other than, you know, just knowing about the Florida program. And I heard that and I said to myself, oh, Interesting. I like Florida. They seem like they'd fit well, but then they got ranked really high because of these, like, you know, amoebas of rankings where everyone just yeah. puts the same teams in the same place. And I think the hype has ruined them. They need to be under the radar. I think Mike White, so I sat in the press conference. Uh, uh, once again, it was too chicken shit to ask a question. Um, but if you were Come there, on. you could have definitely asked Laval Jordan, do you have a message for your haters? That would have been great. Uh, um, he would have looked at a picture of Brad Stevens and yeah. said, take that. Yeah. Uh, Mike White. Um, Mike White is a man who's defeated. He's mm. a man who uh, looks like he he realizes this is bad for him. That the expectations were very high. He he referenced the AP poll or like the the, the fact that they were ranked high at the preseason a couple times. Like, That's what I, I'm saying. I don't Too know much why. pressure. I don't know why we were ranked this high. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he he also put a lot of it on himself. I think it was the same scout that I heard from told everyone that Florida was a five yeah. four team and that all those guys is making he, the rankings. Is he the head of the human centipede? Maybe he said Florida was good. Everyone, he, he knows he Jerry Colangelo. That That's for sure. He does know Jerry Colangelo. <laughs> Maybe Grand Canyon is where it all starts and stops in college basketball. Let's figure that out. Oh man, that's how Florida got ranked so high. Yeah, yeah, a, great game. Guy. This is a fixed system because Gary Colangelo does not want Mike White to be the coach at Duke. Um, that's what it is. I th- I think Mike White. Uh, uh... <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to play one sound effect for the thought of Jerry Colangelo trying to force Mike White out before he can even get the job at Duke. Now that would be good content for us. Can we talk about Gonzaga Washington? Because you watched that game also. I did. Yeah. We can talk about that. We can talk about that because, all right, here we go. This is the Pac-12 update of the week, and we're gonna get to, we're gonna get to this. Oh, you're doing it now. I'm doing it now because okay. we're gonna get to a break after this. But before we get to the break, Pac-12 update of the week: the Gonzaga Bulldogs, coached by Mark Few, mm-hmm. a man that is a talented head coach, is undefeated against the Pac-12 so far this season, three and zero, and he's got a game this Saturday against Arizona in Tucson. Sean Miller, Mark Few, will. Gonzaga become the class of the Pac-12, so therefore the Pac-12 update could be, going forward, hold your applause, all about Gonzaga, because they would own the Pac-12. Am I, oh, am I allowed already, to do this? You're, I, I, you're am already I allowed trying to, to parlay yeah, Am I allowed update? to parlay this? The whole this? point of the Pac-12 update is you're supposed to watch Here's the Here's the update basketball. from last week that we brought up. Utah lost, so yeah. they're not going to the playoffs, so okay. that one's thrown out. Uh, <laughs> Again, that's football. So. Yeah, No, but Colorado point, basketball is in the top the 25. Shout out Pac-12, to Chauncey Billups. The whole point of the Pac-12 update is you're supposed to be watching UCLA play like UC Irvine mm. and Mm-mm. give us the rundown no, of like Tiger Campbell, Stat If there was an AP Top 40, Washington would be ranked number 33 okay so they would be a ranked team congratulations to washington and the huskies but gonzaga great game and they're a real pac-12 let's put them in the pac-12 or let them own the pac-12 we don't know what they, they've won seven straight against the pac-12 yeah it's over yeah and they play arizona on saturday um but it's a killian tilly story right he's their is, best player now uh uh no, no 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 uh uh petrashev is i know but petrashev is the best player now I yeah. think Killian Tilly, Killian Tilly he is, can do everything is what I mean by that. Like he's their best scorer or whatever like that, or maybe their best talent. But I think Killian Tilly, this is finally his team. I, um, they, I, yeah, I watched the game. First of all, it was a great Bill Walton game. Walton was on fire as he always is. Um, it, it highlighted though that we, big that wave Billy, we need, uh, uh, Dave Pash with, with Walton rocks. No, no, no disrespect to Roxy Bernstein, but, um, mm-hmm. it's not the same. We, it, 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 people, people get all put on these broadcasts of Walton and they try to go toe to toe and they, they try to do the Pash stick. Where Pash is like just Arguing disgusted, back, yes. yeah, and he's just like, "Please, Bill, can we talk about the game, please?" All right, and, Bill. Enough about the Galapagos Islands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they try to do that, and it doesn't work as well. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I, uh, uh, I really like Washington. I like, I like Washington's team. How come I watched this game? I don't even think you watched the game. No, I you, didn't. Yeah. No, this is the this Pac-12 was, this update. Was, this was during uh, Carolina. North Carolina was yeah, playing Carolina Virginia was in this game. One yeah. of the worst games in college basketball history, or at least uh, that I've watched in the past 10 years in the ACC. Um, Washington's freshmen are awesome. I really do like them. I don't think they have enough help, though. I like Isaiah Stewart. He, Isn't that always the Washington Jay, story, though? Yeah, I get, but I actually like them, though. Usually the freshmen are like, yeah, I guess that's true. I like the zone. 
That's true. And you're, uh, you've been paid off by Starbucks gift certificates in the past, so you have a Washington. Jaden McDaniels is really good. Isaiah Stewart plays really, really, really hard, and I like that. I like big men who play hard, Tate. If you're a big man and you play hard, I like you. But they just need help from... That's why you love Kyle Young. They need they need guard play, and Quaddy Green is the point guard, Tate. <laughs> and we're still waiting on that 30-point game that John Calipari promised in the 2018 SEC tournament. <laughs> It will never happen. Uh, Quad A Green is a yes. He's limited. That's probably the best way to say that. But I like Washington. I didn't even. I was like trying to remember all the names of the guys that you were saying. I know them when I see them on the floor. I would say that just the recruits and stuff that they've had over the years have obviously garnered good fortune and all that sort of stuff. You see Matisse Tybel actually playing on the Sixers mm-hmm. and being good. Obviously, Markel Fultz has figured it out in Orlando. That was a little throwback to you know maybe something I mentioned earlier about Florida going to the Final Four. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, but anyways, good for Markel Fultz, good for Washington, good for all these guys. And they have a zone so they can make a real run of the tournament. So that's the Pac-12 update. I'm glad that you watched the game. <laughs> so, so to recap, the Pac-12 so, update is... The Pac-12 update is... Uh, I watched a game that you didn't watch. No, no, no. Gonzaga plays at Arizona on Saturday, and that will determine what we're doing going forward. Because I kind of want to flip... I'll give you... Here you go. Here's another little Pac-12 tidbit. We were watching uh, this thing the other day uh, about Chris Mills, who transferred from Kentucky... And the whole story was basically like after his freshman year, there was some problem. You know, he was like, you know, people were getting paid back then. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Mills left Kentucky after his freshman year. And he was like, there were some FedEx packages that didn't quite work out, you know, while I'm at Kentucky. And so I had to transfer somewhere else where it would be okay. And I'm like, where'd he go? And of course, Arizona. Pac-12 tidbit <laughs> of the day. Shout out to Lute Olson. Can't wait for Saturday. Let's take a break, and then we'll come back, and we'll talk about our favorite man in the universe, and that, of course, is the great Rick Pitino. We'll be right back. Quick break to get a word from our sponsor, Dollar Shave Club. When we talk about Dollar Shave Club, we can't stress enough the quality of their products. They spent years developing, crafting, refining everything. They have everything we use to look, feel, and smell our best. You name it, they have it. We use it. We've been members for years. Mark Titus, you've been members for a year. You I, use everything. Mem- yeah. You yes. love the prep scrub. Yes. I use it today. Yeah. I shaved my face today. Officially. Mm-hmm. And you can see that. It's on the record. And as amazing as their shave stuff is, Dollar Shave Club is way more than just razors. Dollar Shave Club has you covered head and toe. They have everything you need to shower, shave, style your hair, brush your teeth, and yes, wipe your butt. Mm. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And Dollar Shave Club can keep you, keep you automatically stocked up on the products you use. You get what you want whenever you need it, whether that's once a month or a few times a year. You never have to waste time in a store wondering if what you're getting is any good. As a Dollar Shave Club member, we know what we're getting is the highest in quality. And right now, you can get the quality of Dollar Shave Club's products to test. Their ultimate shave starter set is basically everything you need for an amazing shave. The executive razor, shave butter, prep scrub, and post-shave dew. Best part is, you can try it for just $5. Mm-hmm. That's not a lie. Just $5. One Abraham Lincoln, but not a penny. After that, the restock box ships regular-sized products at regular prices. Get your ultimate starter set for just $5 at dollarshaveclub.com slash Tate, T-A-T-E. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash Tate. I just got to say, I love that it's you're getting, still... You're getting upset about the, this. The, the website... They said where... that they can't do tits, and we got to figure out what the hell the next thing is. <laughs> they, they, they're they saying on the record, we will not do T-I-T-S. We can know. do tittoo. What we about can do, we can Titus? Do. You can't do five you letters? You can't do five T- letters. Can five, it, who, it can only be four or less. What rule is this? Who, I don't know. This is ad, this is ad copy. Wait, what is this, 1998? Like, the, the, the internet, like, No, this is office space. You got to add two. I mean, you got to go sakes. in. Yeah. Unbelievable. G- give them the reports. All right, we are back, and uh, this has been a no-nonsense type of day. I'm glad we're talking about the Pac-12. I'm glad we're getting things rolling here. But we got to talk about the greatest tweet that we've seen. It's almost become a bit at this point. He's a friend of the new program. Dickie V, of course, is who I'm talking about. The the one-eyed man himself, the legend himself. He tweeted the other day, Mark Titus, looking at the potential names for at NYNICS, which is, you know, it's real if he's going to tag the actual account. Some... Good possible choices, but the best available guy in all caps is, in all caps, Rick Pitino. Just talk to people that know basketball. Talk to us. He would have the at the garden, tag Madison Square Garden's official account, rocking. Mm-hmm. Signed it, Dickie V, to make sure you knew that it was coming mm-hmm. directly from him, direct from the source. Mm-hmm. Dickie V says Ricky P should be in NYC. What say you, Mark Titus? I think, I think Dick Vitale is onto something. I think uh, this goes even further beyond mm. the fact that he's going to get the garden rocking. 
beyond the fact that uh, he's a, a bright basketball mind, just talk to anybody that knows basketball. Talk to anybody. Um, this is is this not the path to getting Giannis to New York City? <laughs> that Rick Pitino has positioned himself as the the oh, the Godfather of Greek basketball. Yes, he is the Greek god. He, he is he's, the Greek freak. He's, he's, literally he's the real Greek freak. The real Greek freak. The Greek freak and the Greek freak together. Oh my god. Yeah. He uh uh he's currently this is this sounds like a joke because no, every, it's everything around Patino sounds like a joke but this is a serious this is 100% true. He is the head coach of the Greek national team right now. Yes, he is. He's is also the head coach of a how we need John Gonzalez here to pronounce it Pathaniakos 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 Th- them, them, they're really yeah, good. That team, uh, and maybe the most corrupt team in yeah, the in yes, the whole league, willing yes. to shoot kneecaps out to win titles. At this point, Greek basketball is two men. It is Giannis. It is Rick Pitino. Mm-hmm. And I think this is this is the way it it, it all comes mm-hmm. to a full head. Bring Rick Pitino to New York. He's got the he's got the end with Giannis. Mm. He's gonna get Giannis to New York. That's that's how we save the Knicks. That's how we save Pitino's career. That's how we. That's how Giannis gets out of Milwaukee and doesn't seem like a bad guy. Because if he goes to, uh, uh, I, I don't even know who, where people think he's gonna go to, to <laughs> where somewhere other like the fucking Celtics or the Lakers <laughs> or something like that. Like everyone's like, you talking about Rick Pitino? No, no, no. I'm talking oh. about Giannis. <laughs> then he's a bad guy because he's just chasing the bag. But if he's chasing his heart, if he's chasing his home country, yeah, to go play for New York with Rick Pitino. Who can who can be mad at him? Who in Milwaukee would be mad? They'd be like, "Thank you, Giannis, for the great time." Let's be honest. Yeah. He plays for a New York-minded franchise, which is which means basically hedge funders that or the Edens and the Lazarys, and they basically all those hedge funders in Milwaukee. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, they would they would own the Knicks if James Dolan would sell the team. You know what yeah. I mean? So they want to own the Knicks. Like they I, leave I, Milwaukee. Too. Yeah, yeah, no, they watch games. Like the, they love the Knicks. So like he already loves the Knicks. He's a New York kid. He came over kind of like Ellis Island style, like straight into New York and loves New York. He talks yeah. about how he loves New York. And L.A. would have been his chance to be Kareem 2.0, like uh-huh. be in Milwaukee, go to L.A. Kareem 2.0 is already there. His name's Anthony Davis, and he's putting up 50 points, and he's becoming an MVP candidate. So that's already taken care of. He'll be in L.A. That's done. Golden State's an interesting team, but Steph Curry's there. I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're done playing that game. And it's like, basically, does he re-sign with Milwaukee, or does he take the leap to New York? He takes the leap to New York if Rick Pitino is speaking in Greek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. speaking in Greek. Yeah. That's it. That's That's it. it. That's the pitch. We just solved New York basketball. I mean, all they would need at that point is a feisty point guard to just put next to him. That's is from the Bronx. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just someone that's basically Sebastian John Starks. <laughs> someone that will say, this dude just did this. Like someone that will do that next to Giannis. Now you have a real thing going and rolling. Yeah. And Rick Pitino, he's already coached for the Knicks. He was an assistant from 83 to 85. Uh, and then he came back and they were 52 and 30. They made the playoffs, made the conference semis. And I think he threw his time in Boston. I don't even think he liked Boston. I think he went there to show his loyalty to New York for this ultimate oh. chess move. Oh. 20 years later. Oh. Ricky P. Ricky P back in MSG. Um, so if, if that doesn't work out, mm. if, 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 if the Knicks hire like Mark Jackson or some shit and, and Rick Pitino misses out, what, what is the best way to get Patino back to back stateside at this point? Florida. I agree. I'm so glad you said that it's going to be Florida. Yes. They're going to, they need to fire Mike white. Mm-hmm. And then Mike white goes to Duke. He's number two. Wait for the, what if Billy Donovan, they're about to name the court after Billy Donovan, right? Like mm-hmm. that's coming up in a, however, a week or so. Um, what if on that night that Billy Donovan's getting the court named after him in Gainesville, he grabs a microphone and is like, hire Rick Pitino. And he just says it. <laughs> yeah. It's the, ce- the ceiling is the hire roof, my, but yeah. with Billy Donovan yeah. being like, hire Rick Pitino. And the crowd goes crazy. And then yeah. the Undertaker <laughs> music starts playing and Ricky P walks out in an all white suit with a Gatorade yeah. logo etched into it. Yes. Cause Gatorade's a new Adidas. He's like, Gatorade's back. Mm-hmm. It's like, you thought you like vitamin water. Wait, do you have this new Gatorade we got? Yeah. I love that. I that makes the most sense to me because UCLA is zone. You also, you also mentioned UCLA. Yeah, UCLA is probably uh, we not going to. talked about UCLA last I don't think year. UCLA, like UCLA just hired McCrone. I don't think that job's going to open up for at least another three or four months. Um, that's <laughs> <laughs> At the very least. At the very least. So I think McCrone is pretty safe for now. Um, that's going to take a little while. for. Don't forget, McCrone's first concert in his life, America, was at the Hollywood Bowl three months ago. Yeah, that's what he said in Maui. That's his first concert ever. They asked the question, what was your first concert? To kind of get a little background, like, I'm pretty sure, what did Bill Self say? The Allman Brothers? And he was tripping acid or something like that? Yeah, right, right, right. (laughs) Tulsa, Oklahoma, I went to the Allman Brothers. (laughs) Had a headband on. Been listening to Jimi Hendrix for the last week and a half. Rick Cronin's like Lizzo at the Hollywood Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) What? 
<laughs> what are you saying, Mick? <laughs> yeah, I love it, Mick. Oh, uh, speaking of the UCLA job, let's talk about a guy that I and you both would adore going to UCLA in about three to four months. And it's a man who is struggling. A man who's about... Oh, speaking of guys getting fired, uh, <laughs> the tide has turned on our boy. Um, the loosest coach in America is maybe a little too loose. A little too loose. Get, getting a little too fast and loose. Um, this stood out to me because someone sent me an article... Uh, about Mike, we're talking about Mike Bray, by the mm-hmm. way. Uh, someone sent me an article about Notre Dame. One, one of my friends from Indiana that's that's plugged into the you know the basketball scene over there. Um, basically, people are turning on Mike Bray Tate, and it's happening very quickly. Uh, the headlines today. So I, I I did this. I went to Google. I searched Mike Bray's name. I clicked on the news tab, mm. and then I looked at all the headlines and I made a list of the headlines. Here, yes, here, here are some headlines from this week. <laughs> uh, we have where is it all headed for Notre Dame hoops? That's one headline. Bray and Irish are at a turning point. A culture that was once touted as college basketball's best is broken. And then finally this one, which is the, the really the dagger to the heart. The crumbling state of Notre Dame basketball. That's where we've arrived. Mike Bray and his last two seasons coming into this season was a combined 35 and 34. Mm. Uh, they have not made the tournament in the last couple of years. They we went, should mention Bonzi Colson's injuries. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. They went three and fifteen in the ACC last year. They're zero yes. and two so last far. Last in the year. ACC last year. Just lost to Boston College at home. Who mm. Boston College is not good. Got um, railed by Maryland. Railed by Maryland in the Big Ten uh, Challenge. Played North Carolina well though. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Great game against North Carolina. A lot of promise after that game. A lot of people were like, man, this team looks pretty good. That is, uh, that is, uh, <laughs> everyone's like, man, John Mooney, that yeah, guy yeah, is yeah. a stud yeah. on the inside. Um, so yeah, that, that's where we've arrived with Mike Bray. He's about to get, he's about to get the same treatment as Thad Mata, I think. I think mm-hmm. that's what's about to happen. Um, because if, like, uh, thank you for all you've done for us, Coach Bray, but your his last two years have not been great. They're looking worse. Like you said, he's had injury problems, but people don't give a shit, apparently. And, mm-hmm. um, Notre Dame is not good right now. They're just not good, and there's there's no promise. This is forward. the there's perfect, you know, they, when keeping it real goes wrong. This is when the Maui bump goes wrong. This is yeah. when you go to back to back elite eights, you win Maui, you get ranked number five in the country, and then your coach is a little too loose. He got a little too <laughs> loose. I think, I think, like he definitely flew way too close to the sun. You know what I mean? It feels like Mike Bray when he's not, you know, yeah. coaching his team. He's <laughs> flying down to Mexico. Yes, and uh, I think he might have spent too many nights in Tulum. Yeah. He's still, he's still like, he's still right now wearing like uh, he's wearing Hawaiian the Hawaiian shirt, shirt underneath in South Bend, Indiana, <laughs> and he's just like drinking pina coladas in his backyard. And it's they're like, Coach Bray, that degrees. was two and a half yeah. years ago, and he's like calling Matt Farrell. He's like, "What up, Matty Ice? What you doing?" He's like, "I'm in Lithuania playing basketball, Coach." Um, yeah, this is it's sad, dude. I think Mike Bray, like they can't fire him, right? They got to bring him back next year. But at the same time, I think he's looking for the next Under Armour gig. And I think the two places that if you're Mike Bray, where you want to go, where Under Armour says yes, Maryland, number one. You love failing upwards. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to UCLA basketball, because number two is UCLA basketball in about three to four months. Like, let's get rid of Mick Cronin and let's bring in a man who loves Hollywood, who is built to be in Hollywood, who is now four and a half hours away from Maui. Yeah. Who and actually, that is Mike Bray. Mike Bray, like Mike, he can, would turn around UCLA basketball. Can we just switch basketball. jobs with Mike Bray and Mick Cronin? Yeah, I, I actually think Mick, Mick Cronin, Cronin would be Notre great Dame. at Notre Dame. Oh, oh my so God. tough. There's you, Catholic he, kids. He looks like the diving fucking, all over the floor. He looks like the fucking mascot. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, put it. Yeah, give him the outfit. It's like then it's him and Coach K as like the dude. It's like luck of the Irish. Like speaking of Disney Plus, like he just fully goes and like tries to curse yeah, you with like and fight you after the game. Dude, close your eyes. Notre, it's Notre Dame women's basketball game. Mick, Mick Cronin has a green jacket on. He's the mascot. He's sitting in the student section dressed as the mascot as Notre Dame women are ranked number one. And he's he's the fucking mascot. Yes. Who says no to that? The yes. football game. That, that's how you revive Notre Dame football program. Welcome to Imagination Land. Make Mick Cronin the mascot. And Mike Bray belongs in L.A. This I is think that you point. shouldn't be yeah. allowed to trade players in college basketball because it's amateurism, but I think you should be able to trade professional coaches. Yeah, why not? So if Notre Dame's, the athletic directors, could sit down at a table and say, I will trade you Mike Bray for Mick Cronin, who would say, that's a that's a fair deal. I think both sides would be like, I'm pretty cool with that. Yeah. Notre Dame gets a re- fresh restart. Mick Cronin never has to go to the concert again in his life. Because that, ultimately, that's what UCLA wants. Mick Cronin's like, voting for Mayor Pete at this point. He's in South Bend. He's all in. UCLA keeps thinking they want the hard asses. They're hiring Mick Cronin. They hire Steve Alford. Ben Howland mm. was cut from that cloth. That's not what you want. What UCLA needs, what, what Kevin you really, Stallings. really need. Yeah. <laughs> you do not want that cloth. You want the cloth of Mike Bray. You want yes. the loosest coach in America. You want the running and gunning. You want and, linen. And, you want linen cloth. You want yes. just like free flowing, just yes. like hanging, just like having yeah. a good time. And that's Mike Bray. That's Mike to Bray. To the max. Yeah. I like this. 
What is Mike Bray's first concert? That's a great question. Oh my God. Elton John at the Troubadour. You're like, um, why were you in Hollywood, Mike Bray? So can, they can't fire Mike Bray, right? To, yes, to be, they can. They will they fire will? Mike Bray. You think he'll and get I fired think, this year? I think he will resign before he gets fired. I think they'll give them the little talk where they bring him in. The Fed Mike. Yeah, the Fed Mata. The like, like you've are, been a little too loose, yeah. and this is why I think he's gonna get fired because he's had this quote after the game. He goes, "This is what he told his team. He said, fellas, I got to be better for you. Let me start on Sunday with being better for you.' Mm. And let me just say this: as someone that it loves to procrastinate, that is the most procrast- that is the most loose thing to say. It's yeah. like this is Friday when he says this, so he's like, "Give me a day. That's a that's <laughs> give me a day to get my head together. I got to fly down to Tulum. That's like, and, a, then, I'm, and then I'm gonna come yeah, back and I'm gonna yeah. get this shit together for you guys. That's, We're just owing two. That's, that's okay. Like a, that's like an alcoholic husband. That's what he yeah, says to. Yeah, he's like, like, I'll get it together. I'll get it together. I'll, I'll go to the meeting on Sunday. I promise. <laughs> yeah. And then on Sunday he's like, the race is on. <laughs> yeah. How am I going to go to a meeting when the race is on? Oh, my God. We got to figure out when these meetings are better. Maybe Tuesday nights? Yeah. I don't know. I got poker with the Bulls. I, uh, we, we we need Mike Bray in college basketball, though. So uh, I, my, my fear is that Notre Dame fires him, and he just rides off into the sunset, and he's like, I didn't, I didn't like coaching anyway. The whole reason no. I was into coaching was no for— No that happens. The whole reason I was into coaching was to go to the Maui Invitational every five years. <laughs> well, and here's how— and Now he, I can just go there every whenever I want. Here's how he goes there. back to the Maui Invitational in two years. Mike White does not get fired from Florida. Mm-hmm. Mike Bray is a free man, free agent after getting fired from Notre Dame. Coach K says, I don't have that number two guy ever since Capel left. Nate James isn't doing it. Chris Carroll's not doing it. John Shire, you damn well know, isn't doing it. Mm-hmm. Mike Bray, as Coach K's number two, comes back to Duke and basically just figures out a way to become number one. You know what I mean? Like Coach K, slow, like, <laughs> it, it's like the ultimate whodunit of all time. You just get this story. It's like Coach K slips at practice. I see what you're doing practice. here, by the way, where you're trying to make Duke's next coach like a guy who failed. At a, or, you, you want you want no, Duke's next coach to I be want fired, someone to be fired. Duke. I don't yeah. want an outsider. And yeah. I don't want Mike White. But yeah. if he goes to Duke to be number two for three years and he becomes an insider, like you got to join. Yeah. You know what I mean? Colts aren't that easy. Um, we were talking about Gonzaga earlier. I want, yes. I want to touch on this because as, as we're uh, talking about coaches. Boy, what a great Mike I, Bray day. I... Uh, during the Gonzaga game, um, Bill Walton was going on about how Mark Few is not in the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. and how this is a travesty. And then I was seeing, I forget who it was, I, it was like a couple different people were tweeting this week, or pretty recently, about how Mark Few is not in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And this has become like a thing. Um, maybe I'm maybe I'm just seeing like the, maybe it's only happened like three times and I just saw all three instances. But it feels like suddenly... Promoted tweets. Yeah, it's like promoted <laughs> tweets like thrown in my face. But from my perspective, it feels like there's now like a narrative or like some sort of concentrated effort. Like the Gonzaga SID is calling people saying, please talk about Mark few, not being a hall of fame. We have to get this man a hall of fame. And all I can think about this. And, 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 and as I'm watching that, like this, this is where my mind goes when I'm hearing this talk. First of all, what hall of fame are we even talking about? Mm-hmm. Do you have any, many. there's, there's too, too many, many hall of fames. Are we, there's the college basketball hall of fame. Mm-hmm. There's the Naismith, Naismith hall of fame. Yeah. Um, I think it's Naismith. Yeah. No want. one really knows what they're talking about with the mm-hmm. hall of fame. Secondly, do you have any idea who is in the Hall of Fame and who isn't? No, no one does. No the one only, has any clue. The most famous person that I know in baseball with the Hall of Fame is Pete Rose, and that's because he's not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm specifically basketball, specifically college basketball. No, if, I mean when they do the when if they. If I read, told you Billy Donovan is, is is Billy Donovan in the Hall of Fame? Yes. I have no idea. I think I have he no is. Clue. I think if I, you I, win I don't a, know. Well, all I know is that if you, you know? if you win a title, you automatically are in the Hall of Fame. That's Kevin, all I know. So Kevin yeah. Ollie's in the Hall of Fame. Kevin Ollie is in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, for probably being a point guard. You know what I mean? Like, like that's the other part. You have the player yeah. people where it's like Kendall Marshall. He's in the Hall of Fame. It's like, well, he won the Bob Cousy Award. Yeah. It's like, what? It's, it's, <laughs> Wait, it's, what? It's always the weirdest thing. Like baseball, I get it because like that's that's how that's just the baseball way. Is like you you get you you get pissed In off. The words about, of Ashley Schaefer, baseball is old South. Yes, with their records you get, and yes. baseball people, you get pissed off about Nike checks on your jerseys and you mm-hmm. argue about whether guys belong in the Hall of Fame and it's sacred. That's like how yeah. you just talk about. Baseball. If you don't like it, you can get out. Uh, yeah, it's always it. jarring like, when people bring up Hall of Fame stuff with basketball because like I've no never once given. A, a squirt of piss about who's in the Hall of Fame and not, but then every so often, like Bob Huggins isn't in the Hall of Fame, right? Or is yeah. he now? I think he is now. He is now yeah. because that was the big thing that, forever. Every year they is pick that a, why yeah. few is the guy? Yeah, it's like because Huggins pick. was the guy for five years. Well, it's like in golf, you got to pick the guy that hasn't won the best player that hasn't yes. won a major. It's okay. like everyone wants to know Sergio Garcia, okay. and then he finally wins, and everyone's like, okay, now that we're done with Sergio, hey. Adam I Scott, see, okay. you're next, or I Justin see, Thomas, or whoever these people. I don't even know who's winning majors. I anymore. see what's happening here. So that that's got to be what it is. Is, is Huggins is finally in? Yeah. Um, and so now we have to move on to the next yeah. guy, which is Mark. Fiore. He put All on right. that green sweatsuit. They said you're in. It, it was just very confusing to me because I don't. Um, 
I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> I, don't know. I was like, yeah, well, put, Mark, put everyone in the Hall of Fame. Well, I don't care. I think it's really for, we went to the banquet of the Maui Invitational where they read all the coaches and it's like Hall of Fame coach Bill Self, Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, I know Tom Cree's not in the Hall of Fame. It, yeah, exactly. I so that's Tom what Cree's I mean. We, we learned that night who was in and who was out. And you saw Tom Izzo's pride when they said Hall of Fame coach Tom Izzo and Bill Self, vice versa. So if you're Mark Few and you're Gonzaga and you're a top team, perennial team, and you're at those little functions and you're Tom Crean because they don't say Hall of Fame coach. Mm-hmm. Probably get a little upset. Well, I think if if I've heard of the coach, he should be in the Hall of Fame. That's my stance. Yeah, Kevin Stallings. I, yeah, I've, if put I've him heard in. of you, maybe that's what on. we do all year. We this just keep like bringing we, up the great moment. Remember when Kevin Stallings beat Kentucky in 2011? It's true. That was a great it game. Happened. <laughs> it's true. It happened. Um, I had I, I someone's uh, gonna look that up and be like, it was 2012. I'm like, I don't know semantics. I uh, yeah, I had that thought though. It was just uh, uh yeah, Bill Walton was was going off about it, and I was like, who who does anyone even know? I think Dickie V no knows, knows who's in. He's the one guy, and then I think all the SIDs at the schools of coaches that aren't in, they mm-hmm. know, and they yeah. tell everyone, mm-hmm. hey, our guy's not in. Please help us. We should start an SID corner where we just have one SID in, like, but with the gurbled, you know, gargled voice where yeah. you don't know who he is. And he's like, oh, oh, Perry Ellis was yeah. And he yeah. tells you something. You're like, obviously Kansas, but like, love yeah. this. Yeah. Love that these guys think that they you have, have some anonymity out. here. You have to figure out who it is. <laughs> when they start talking about players, yeah. they're like, oh, nice. It's perfect. <laughs> know who that is oh god uh what else before we go my final pitch to you and this is a team that i think we both loud nation is what they call themselves and these are obviously the date and the frequent flyers is what i like to call them uh here's my pitch to you the ap poll obviously i gave you the ap top 40 i don't know if people are going to like this but i'm going to give you the first four this is the new thing that we should throw out and this is honor of dayton so the first four for me this week kansas is number one ohio Mm -hmm. state is number two louisville is number three number four the Dayton Flyers. Those are the so, first four teams in the country right now. That is my that's ranking. Your first that's my first four. That's your, and I'm doing it in honor of Dayton. And every and every week I will where, give you a first four. So, and by every week I mean probably never again. But right now, Dayton number four. Where do you fall in the human centipede as you concoct those rankings? Are you at close the, to the definitely top? Definitely at, at the, the, very, at, very at the back. Like, you know what I mean? It's like the South Park episode where they're just getting, oh, yeah. no, too much Chinese food. And then, yeah, that's going to be me in the back end. Yeah, I don't want that. You're you're at the very end. I'm, yeah. I'm with you. Dayton, it's very... Human centipede. It's very... Uh, uh, Interesting how Dayton is. Um, I guess the they're thing perfectly Dayton, in where they're perfectly fourteen. You know what I mean? If they were nineteen, I'd be concerned, but fourteen is perfect I'll because be Oregon's advocate. ten. They're gonna. You I'll know. be devil's advocate. They don't have a signature win per se. Their best win so far is almost beating Kansas and taking Kansas to overtime. Well, they beat St. Mary's, right? They just beat St. Mary's. Yeah. That's a good. But is St. Mary's a signature? I mean, if St. Mary's is that's that that's really, a very good Zaga. That really proves say. my point. Yeah, is yeah. that you're like oh, their you're signature right. win is St. Mary's. Um, so I just think that they that's have the, the best concern. player. They do. With yeah, dude, you're telling. We're yeah. preaching no, the choir. No, I no. love Dayton. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. They no. also only only like six deep, which is another. But I'm I'm trying to figure out like because I was trying I was looking at it, I was like dude I we saw Dayton in person three times we were like this is a top five team this mm-hmm. team's unbelievable and then the poll comes out in their 19th we're like what the fuck happened what are we missing i think that might be it i think people want to see i think they they're colorado actually number 10 oh yeah colorado would be a good game they, they play colorado and chicago we'll coming that. up yeah um and then the a 10s pretty good this year the a 10 is like but but none of the teams are ranked that's what i'm worried about too is like none of these teams that they're going to play in the a 10 are probably going to be ranked because the a 10 is like the conference of also receiving votes that's the top 40 for you that's the 18. Hey, like, VCU was number yeah. 40 over DePaul. There you go. We so, have a real conversation. Dayton's going to beat VCU. They're going to beat Davidson. Duquesne. They're going to beat Richmond. Mm-hmm. And since all those teams are unranked, people are going to roll their eyes and be like, it doesn't count. We don't care. And that's going to be a bummer. But I, but Dayton's very good. I'm on board with Dayton as well. I think Dayton has a four seed in tournament or a three seed. They're, they're just going to be a scary team. In the same way, Florida's going to be a scary team. And uh, I don't know. That's the first four. I think those are while, the four best while teams. While we're talking about Southwest Ohio, uh, did you see... Um, did you see the uh, 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 Travis Steele thing? First of all, the, you saw Travis Steele when they, yes, he they paid won. the tab. After yes, the, yes. They won and he paid a $1,000 bar tab. Right? He paid a $1,000 bar In tab Cincinnati. at Dana Gardens, yeah, yeah. Uh, the big Xavier bar on Dana Avenue. Um, he gave it to his son. He gave his son $1,000 cash. He said, go give this to the, the man. And for some reason, they let his son into a bar. Um, How old is his son? Six years old. <laughs> I like Cincinnati. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They let him into the bar. Um, that was that. But when I saw this story, <laughs> it's like an Irish story, like an old folk tale. Yeah, 
I, when I saw the story, dude, I, I swear, like all I could think when I saw the story was, wait, Cincinnati and Xavier played each other, <laughs> right? Right? Seriously, it happens every year. That's, I every mean, single year. It's I like, mean, since zip them up in 2014, that was the last time. There are we three heard things something. that sneak up on me every year in in the calendar. One is Xavier Cincinnati game. It just like suddenly, like I I never have any advance warning that it's happening. I just suddenly. The game's almost it's over. Kind of like Louisville, Kentucky, though. I mean, you think that that's that for you? Yeah. It's so just my three always, things, I'm like, oh yeah, they're playing. My three things are that the Daytona 500. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Which like I've always wanted to go to the Daytona 500, but I never planned it. Like I always find out about the Daytona 500 mm-hmm. two days before it's happening. I'm like, fuck, I forgot the plan. Yeah. Number three is Mardi Gras. It's the same way. Yeah, Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras. That, that changes every year. I don't yeah, believe I swear, it. I don't think it has a set date. And I also think it happens like 14 times yeah. in the year. Because I feel like I've heard about Mardi Gras like in February. I've heard about yeah. it in July. I'm a big planner. I like to plan ahead. I like to have months in advance. So uh-huh. like, I would, you know, I, I would love to go to Mardi Gras someday, but like someone, I, I'm probably, I'm going to, we're going to start recording. I'm going to Google when is Mardi Gras and it's like next week. And I'm like, fuck, I missed it again. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's in February. Is it in February? I don't I, I still so. have time. I don't know. I still have time. Um, yeah, it happened Z- eight times in 2019. Xavier Cincinnati happened. It's the biggest. I, I went to that game before uh, and I, I wrote about it at Grantland. I think my article is still up there. People still tweeted me sometimes and, and say, thank you for writing this. Um, that, That's how I know it's still up there. Uh, but, uh, uh, I, you, you can go read what I wrote. It was like the most insane shit I've ever seen. It was the most insane rivalry I've ever yeah. seen in person. But what's wild is that no one outside of Cincinnati gives a damn at all. It's, yeah, it's very it's so crazy. Well, it's very similar to Richmond, but they don't care. Yeah, rivalry. it's like saying yeah, yeah the yeah. Richmond thing. But they don't. But the people in the city don't care. They're like, we don't care that you don't care because we do care. It's it's fascinating. It's a fascinating thing. Anyway, those are the best rivalries. The worst rivalries is what Ohio State, Michigan, and Duke and Carolina has become, which is basically us arguing about who's the better rivalry. Yeah, yeah, it's just right. like, they're who, both amazing who and who cares? Yeah. Like, they're the same thing. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. stop. I, um, I had a few other shout outs to give. Number one, uh, Virginia Tech started 6-0, and started the season 6-0, and beat Michigan State. We had Wabisa Beatty uh, on our little show we did mm-hmm. in Maui. We interviewed him. We were gassing him up, talking about how great he was, how he was like fourth in the country in assists per game. Virginia Tech, uh, suck at Kerry Blackshear for transferring. Um, everyone counted out Virginia Tech. Look at us now. We were talking how much we love Landers uh, and all the, the other guys. They're yeah. absolutely stacked. Mm-hmm. They have have now lost three in a row since we did that interview with Wabisa Beatty. So, yikes. I don't blame us. I don't blame us. I think uh, Wabisa wouldn't blame us either unless he is blaming us. And therefore, oh, I'm sorry, Wabisa. Uh, Our bad. We're sorry. Uh, yikes. Sorry. Yikes, yikes. Uh, and then the last thing I wanted to give a shout out to Luca Garza of <laughs> Iowa who dropped 44 points on Michigan. Michigan still won, but uh, 44 points. Great performance. And speaking of Michigan, Tate. Mm. Um, wow. Michigan, uh, we, we talked about it last week, I think, uh, that I reached out to Mo Wagner. I, I DM'd him on mm. Instagram and I said, do you want to come on and talk about how your brother's better than you? He responded, and he is coming at your neck. So this is what Mo Wagner had to say. And th- these are direct quotes from Mo Wagner in my DMs. Can't wait. Um, Look, it's another message from Mo Wagner. Um, th- this is the message. This is this, this is what Mo Wagner had to say. He said, "Because remember, if you remember, I, I reached out to him. I was like, hey, your brother has Michigan in the top five. Yeah, you never. Uh, he's been there three weeks probably. You were there for three years. You never got Michigan in the top five. Yes, your brother's better than you." And Care. Duncan Robinson got you to the final yeah. four. Yes. Care to come on the pod to discuss. Okay. He said, count me in. Then, <laughs> then he replied, I'm going to destroy the haters. <laughs> is this is this a, is this translated or did he say No, this? this is in English. <laughs> count me in. I'm going to destroy the haters. Include No, this is the best part. <laughs> including fucking Tate shaking my head. <laughs> this is a man who knows that you called yes. him a media whore. Yeah, well, I mean, 100%. And, uh, 100%. So we're going to get that set up. We're going to have Mo Wagner on the podcast. He's going to call in. Um, as I've told you, this, this is setting yeah. up to be him as Dolph Lundgren, mm-hmm. me as Apollo Creed, me having all, like, I'm fired back up. I'm back in the ring. You know, I left the game for a little bit, and I'm like, I've been training. I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm, I'll am I'm call my media whore to his face. He knocks me out, kills me, and then you got to train in Philadelphia. You got to go do the full, full thing and then come back and defeat Mo Wagner for the good of the podcast. What, what so movie that, is this? I don't remember. What, what movie is it? I can't remember. This is like an old trope in movies. We just need a montage. Will someone start the montage? Uh, let's hope that he actually is going to come on and destroy the haters. Because I want to know who the haters are other than yeah. me and Sister Jean. Yeah. Sister Jean, because she was mad he was taking her media spotlight. And me, because he was taking our media spotlight. That's, that's, it's, it was a ripple effect. <laughs> <laughs>
We were mad at him for yeah, taking I'm, Duncan's I'm, spotlight. I, yeah, yeah, I'm mad that like we're in there and the Sports Illustrated kid and Mo Wagner are getting pictures and you and I are interviewing yeah. Duncan Robinson. Yeah. Everyone's like, who are these to... weirdos in the locker yeah. room? Yeah. Kick them out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, come on the pod, Mo. Um, that's it. That's I can't all I wait. Yeah, you got anything else? Nothing. Vince Carter, 22 points against the Hornets. Uh, the, the only other note I had was the Rockets protest getting denied. I think that's hilarious. That um, I, I just wanted to ask um, you know, because you, you you know what I'm talking about. They yeah, they, yeah, they protested yeah. the Harden thing and then got denied. Um, would that ever has that ever worked ever? Like I you see that <laughs> you see that every so often where a team will protest the result of a game. Has there ever in the history <laughs> of organized sports has anyone ever protested the result of a game and the the governing body the entity said, actually that's a great point. We reversed the outcome you now win has that ever ever happened um other than ncaa redactions no yeah other than like vacating <laughs> games but even that is other like, than luke hancock playing yeah, a ghost yeah. national title game that's about it it never happens it's uh it's amazing maybe auburn in football when they just gave them the they just were like and also tommy tuberville you also won the title that was the only time <laughs> yeah, i could think right. it was like okay i guess it never happens ucf <laughs> tried to make it happen it didn't yeah, work. UCF, yeah, they really yeah, tried uh, fun games tonight. Jimmy V Classics tonight. Louisville, Texas Tech. That's what sneaks up on me. The Jimmy Indiana, V Classic. UConn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Butler's playing Baylor tonight, too. We'll, wow. get, we'll finally get... Scott Drew. Baylor beat Arizona. I purposely did not want to talk about that game because our Lord and Savior, Nico Mannion, did not um, shoot the ball particularly well. But uh, Baylor is playing Butler tonight. We will find out once and for all if Scott Drew is a good coach. I think this is this is the game that will determine it. Man, Scott Drew should have gone to UCLA. <laughs> Uh, that's it that's the show Uh, we'll be back on Friday talking about God knows what the preview of Arizona going against Gonzaga that's for sure